Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, mujerones. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here enjoying this 2024. I know a lot of you guys are getting into those goals and planning and getting back into the rhythm of things. So today we have a very special episode focused on how we're going to make these goals happen this year. We have a very special guest, self-discovery and empowerment coach, Aura Martinez, and she is going to help us gain clarity in our purpose. She helps women with this, with what she does. So I'm super excited to bring her on. Tell me a little bit more about you, Aura. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for allowing me to be in your space. I'm very excited. So thank you so much. So yeah, I'm a self-discovery and empowerment coach, and I actually started out as a wellness and life coach helping people get out of the sugar roller coaster they will find themselves in. And one thing that I would notice with several of my clients is that they didn't need a meal plan. They didn't need to know exactly what exercise to do. I noticed that they were having a relationship with food and their body, and that's what was getting in the way of them losing weight and eating healthy. And so that made me realize that if we were to get to the core of who we really are, what makes us tick, what are we all about, that's how we can really shift several areas of ourselves and our life. And so that's what made me transition to the work that I currently do as a self-discovery and empowerment coach. I love that. And I 100% resonate with you. A lot of the work that we do within Mujeron Movement and our coaching program really focuses on self-discovery. And I love this part of the work because it doesn't matter the goals that you have, right? When you don't know yourself, you don't believe in yourself. It doesn't matter the strategy, the tool. So I'm super excited to get into this work because in this conversation, because I know a lot of the ladies that are tuning in today have some big goals this 2024. I know this is probably the year that you told yourself, amiga, I'm going to make this happen. I'm tired of the excuses. I'm going to show up. This is going to be my year. So we're here to help make that happen. And the first thing I want to ask you, Aura, is tell me a little bit more about what you found with your clients that maybe was missing a little bit when it came to when the ball was dropped, right? Because I feel like that's when like everything comes up. When we're following the plan, we're sticking to it, but the consistency is not there. We lack that consistency. What is something that has helped and you've been able to help your clients to, to be able to help them with that? So for me, when I first started, what I noticed was it didn't matter if they had like the tools in front of them. Mm. They weren't really necessarily applying it, some of them. And then the kind of coaching that I found myself doing was more life coaching, was more the mindset piece, was more of the healing piece. 
And that's when I was able to put two and two together and say, you know what? This doesn't only apply to our body and food. This literally applies to everything in our life. And I got to say that even my own story in this entrepreneurial journey, it has evolved so much because, and I'm going to be vulnerable here and share with you that when I first started, even though I was getting clients, it's still, the ball was still not rolling the way I wanted it to roll. And I was quote unquote doing the work, right? Posting, but not consistently, but I didn't understand why that was a challenge. And another thing too, if you notice that the coaching is hard to follow, there might be something there. And I say it from personal experience. So it wasn't until I healed the wound that I had. I used to actually hate my hair. That was a wound that I had, right? And that was more cultural and societal because in the Dominican Republic, people with curly hair like mine, my hair is very curly, is considered bad hair. So just imagine what that does to your self-esteem. Just imagine what that does to your self-worth, what that does to what you allow in your life, what that does to your performance. Because if you, if you have a wound, if you hate a part of yourself, if you hide a part of yourself, you're not going to have the confidence necessary to show up as often as you need to, right? Mm -hmm. To do the work, to follow through. And so this was affecting my business big time. It was blocking the money. It was preventing me from showing up as often as I needed to. And interesting enough, this was affecting the way I was relating to men. <laughs> how we do one thing is how we do everything, right? And that so is true. And so I, this is why I say that if we were to go to the root of ourselves, how we're functioning, why we do the things that we do, why do we want the things that we want? And if we do want the things that we want, if we notice that we're not following through, why we're not following it through? Like if you get to the root of all that and then heal whatever needs to heal within, I'm telling you, you will see massive changes that you'll be like, where did this come from? But it's because you healed, you, you removed what was really the barrier. Yes, this yeah. is so good. This is so good. And I can so relate in so many levels because I feel like I've been in that place where you're seeing the momentum, like you're seeing the the business moving. Um, maybe, you know, you're going after finding your partner, right? You're meeting these amazing people, but it doesn't happen. I, I can recall like a time where I felt even last year after having my son in 2021, uh, 2022 and 2023, I really worked hard on like, what is missing for me? And so much of it came back to my self-image and not taking care of my body and not taking care of myself and not showing up the way that I knew I needed to show up for myself. And slowly last year, I've been, you know, I was able to really show up in a way that I hadn't in a while. And now I'm like seeing that happening slowly. So this is so good. And I want to get into now, if maybe for our amigas that are in that place, they know that, you know, there's something that they need to heal. There's something that they still haven't faced or confronted. What is the first step you would tell them in order for them to start this healing journey or to even find out what is it? Yeah. Get curious. 
If something isn't working in your life, get curious. Something isn't clicking, get curious. Something triggers you, get curious, right? I think that's the first step. And many times we shy away from it because we only want the good things. As human beings, right? We want the good things. We want to stay away from the pain. But the first step I would dare to say is to get curious. Like when I saw that things were not working, I just had to lean into the next step and get curious. Okay, why is it not working? Okay, so I'm learning all these sales things, techniques, and I'm implementing it, but it's not quote unquote working. What is missing? Get curious. It doesn't matter what it is. And when you're getting curious, I would suggest not to point any finger to the to the degree where you are blaming either yourself or others. What do I mean with that? The reason why this is so important is because even in the process of healing, it's so easy for us to, because we're feeling all these emotions, right? To be like, it's because of this and it's because of that. And it could very well be, but you may find yourself the way I was when I was in the whole healing my, my wound journey. You could end up in resentment. You could end up in anger. And if you experience it, okay, experience it. You just don't want to live there. But it's so important not to be so hard on yourself, on the process, on why it happened and how it happened. Allow yourself to feel and get curious about why do you feel that way? Validate your feelings. Validate yourself. I think it's so important. I think it's so important. I think that's probably the hardest part of the work. Like oh, yeah, allowing yourself to just feel and not being, not starting to point the fingers, right? Because we so fast want to just fix it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we just need to sit with it and feel it. And like you said, get curious, unpack it. Mm -hmm. What was like one of the things that was key for you in your own journey that allowed you to now make the shift into the action? Because I feel like a lot of times that's where we miss the mark like that's where we we miss the almost like when you're crossing a bridge mm -hmm. and yeah you're just in this place where you know now it's time to show up and actually do the work but we're still kind of in this place of the comfort zone so can you tell me a little bit more about what what helped you realize or maybe just put it into perspective that action was what was the next step for me first I had to learn to see myself clearly mm -hmm. I think many times we don't see ourselves clearly and what do I mean with that for as long as I saw the limitation in, in me the not enoughness in me the all of that I couldn't see how strong, how talented, how amazing, how capable I am. See, it, it, when you see who you really are and not through the lens of, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough or this is, this is wrong with me, that's when it becomes easier to take the action. The moment I was able to see how beautiful I am, how beautiful my curls are, oh my God, this is the way my curls look? Oh, how amazing. It was then that I was able to then see Okay, yeah, I can do this. Showed up more in video, more as who I am. 
So I, I would dare to say it's so important for us to see ourselves, like truly see ourselves, mm -hmm. see the fault that you're seeing, like see it. Cause I had to see myself in the mirror, like see my hair. Okay. Do I like it? Let me see it. <laughs> right? right. But you have to see yourself, see the things that you don't like within you, but also and, and as you do that, you will realize that it gets easier and easier to see yourself. And then you don't see the very thing that you did not like the same way. Mm -hmm. You got to You got to push through and really learn to see yourself. You know it's what I love about this, mm -hmm. about this exercise of looking like really seeing yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think this just goes in so many ways, right? I was just talking um, recently about like, how we show up on social media with confidence, right? And one of the things that I remember coming from TV background was like, hey, look at yourself in the mirror. Look at your mannerisms. Look at how you look. What angle do you like? Because the more we ignore it, the more insecure we're going to feel when we're out there presenting ourselves. And just like you're saying with your hair, right? Maybe the more you would straighten it, the, the curl wasn't as defined or as as beautiful as it could be when you start taking care of it. And then you start seeing the angles that you like mm -hmm. and you start feeling more confident, more comfortable. So I love this idea of how do we just spend more time with ourselves too, right? I think that we don't do that enough. Yeah. Are there any more like maybe tangible things that we can do? Obviously the mirror exercise, but something that we can do to just dive deeper into the self-discovery. Mm -hmm. It's so important to take time for yourself in however way that that works for you. So for example, me, I wake up a little earlier to spend time with me. Like I know I need that time with me, that time for me to connect with myself, connect with my emotions, connect with what's going on in my mind, right? To set that intention. So taking out that time, I would dare to say in the morning if possible, if not, then in the evening, right? You know, I find it so interesting how it's so easy for us as human beings to get the phone and call our friend. Hey, how are you? How you doing? How you feeling? We need to be doing the same thing with ourselves. Obviously, we're not going to be calling ourselves, but really take that time to check how am I feeling? Mm. What is going on with me? If you have time to connect with others, you have that time to connect with yourself. So really carve that time. If you need to journal, then journal. If if writing doesn't work for you, get a recorder, record yourself. And the value of that, and it's one of the things that I discussed in one of the courses that I offer, self-study course, is that that releases out of your system anything that needs released. That helps us organize our thoughts, our feelings. Think about it. When we keep everything bottled in, we feel so frazzled, so overwhelmed. The way we get to a place where we feel more relaxed, we're able to relax our nervous system is when we don't have so much within us accumulated. Mm -hmm. So finding that way, that, that safe way to really release that. And to me, the journal or even recording yourself is so safe, at least to me. It's only for your eyes, for your ears. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. And I think that sometimes we underestimate the power of that 10, 15 minutes to ourselves. 
of maybe just that one simple conversation, whether on a journal or like you said, on a voice recorder. I love that. If this podcast resonates with you and you are ready to stop playing small and you want to take meaningful actions to bring your big goals to life, but you feel like you don't even know where to start, then I invite you to apply for private coaching. This is the most intimate way to work with me. Inside private coaching, I help you get clear on your goals and together we create a roadmap on how you are going to get there. This is for you if you want to start a business, or a passion project, if you want to reach the next level in your life, or if you are the first in your family to break generational cycles. We meet once a week and you get access to me on Voxer so you are always supported. This offer won't be around for long, so if you're interested, I invite you to apply using the link on the show notes. All right, amiga, let's get back to the show and I cannot wait to talk to you. I, I want to now shift into the idea of, and you and I were talking off recording, the law of attraction and how we need to be more mindful of how we use it. And I love the concept that you kind of shared on, yes, it works, but there's a way to make it work. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the law of attraction is working whether we like the way it's working or not. When we notice that it is not working, it's not that it is not working. It's that there's something out of our awareness that is actually in the driver's seat of our life. And if you can get to the root of what is truly in the driver's seat of your life, then you could be like, okay, you could go to the passenger seat. I'm going to be in the driver's seat now, right? And so the way to really get yourself to a place where you can actually start making it work is number one, get curious about, like I mentioned before, what is going on? Why isn't it working? Because there's something there that is out of your awareness. Get to the core of that. Get to the core of that. And then allow yourself the time to really heal. Allow yourself. I think that we're so quick to wanting to make things work. I got to make this work. I got to do this, do that. And yes, the doing matters, right? However, you want to make sure that your whole being is connected to that, whatever it is that you that you are wanting. Mm -hmm. Another thing I want to say is wanting, now that I mentioned the word wanting, wanting is not enough. We don't get what we want, right? I would dare to say it's so important to have a vision. And a vision is not necessarily a desire. It's something that you can see, feel, touch, even though it is not in your physical reality. And why does that matter? Because when something becomes a vision, we're willing to work for it no matter what the obstacle is because we can feel it. We know it's ours. We know that we're meant for that. A vision. If you're noticing that the things that you're doing is not working, get curious. You want to make sure that all your being, I, I've said before, and I'll say it again, there's three elements to a purposeful life. The being, the doing, and the vision. Mm -hmm. The being is the first thing. The being includes the doing. It's what you're feeling. It's what's going on within you. And I think so many times we're so disconnected with our inner world that we're so unaware of how that is affecting our outer world. And hence the law of attraction, right? what it is that we're attracting. And another thing I want to mention too, 
what we have to be mindful of is not so much what we attract, but what we allow. I think that when we when we become so fixated on everything that we're attracting, I think as human beings, we're going to attract everything, right? The good, the bad, the ugly. But what matters more is what you are allowing, because that says more about you than anything else, right? I think the law of attraction makes us more focused on what we're attracting, but what we need to really focus us focus on is what we are allowing, because that provides you with clues as to what needs healing, what needs redirection, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So I want to go back to something that really made me feel like, okay, let's, let's talk a little bit, a little bit more about this. And it was this idea of sometimes I feel like when I've heard people talk about the law of attraction, right? It's if you imagine it, if you envision it, if you think about it, if you just say it, you know, it'll, you will attract it. But I like the the story that you said about us taking the driver's seat and not allowing the law of attraction to take the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that's where sometimes we miss, we kind of miss the the idea of the law of attraction. It's you attract the things because you're in control and not necessarily because you're just kind of waiting for this to, to show up. So can you talk a little bit more on that and What are some of the things that maybe helped you feel more in control of the decisions that you're making, of the action that you're taking, of the opportunities that that are coming into your life? Mm -hmm. To me, whenever I am good with me, I'm connected with me, and I'm working on me, I'm making sure that I'm good, Mm -hmm. I'm good with myself first, that's when I feel more in control. And if you think about it, the moment you have a good relationship with yourself, you take care of your needs, you tend to your needs, you make sure you're good with you, no matter what it is that comes your way, you're going to be able to manage it the way that you want to manage it, right? Instead of getting triggered, instead of being reactive, right? So to me, I like to make sure every morning, every morning, I have to do it every morning, that I connect with myself that I connect with my thoughts, that I that I connect with me, what is going on within me. Because then it makes me more aware. Say, for example, if an opportunity comes and all of a sudden I get scared, oh my God, can I, I'm aware that that's happening instead of procrastinating. Many times, and I want to say this, many times the opportunity may come in our life, but we don't realize it because we have something that we are unaware that's getting in the way. And so what we do, we kind of push it away. We we don't take the initiative to reach out to whatever opportunity we want or we procrastinate, right? And so the law of attraction is working whether we like it or not. But the more we have a healthier relationship with ourselves, the more we're going to be able to recognize the good things that are for us we won't procrastinate as much. It's going to be easier for us to let go of the things that don't serve us. And so it's we're going to find it easier to reach our goals. We're going to find it easier to say yes to the things that are really yes. So everything is connected to our relationship with ourselves, whether we realize it or not. 
So good. Yes, I love that. And I think especially in the Latina community, it's such a taboo almost to talk and just not just to talk about it, but to really focus on ourselves. Like how many times did we see our moms say like, no, today's, you know, some me time or, uh, you know, I'm going to go check in with myself. Like that was so not usual. And it's been passed down to us as well. And now as a mom, like I feel it sometimes. I feel the guilt of I could be with my child right now instead of fulfilling my dreams instead of being at the gym instead of you know all of these things and um what would you say are some of the practices for maybe our amigas that don't spend a lot of time with themselves what are some of the ways that they can start implementing these things um and maybe maybe something simpler than like journaling or you know those things that maybe if you haven't done it before it kind of can feel a little bit uncomfortable, but something more simple that maybe you don't even have to tell people, hey, I'm about to go do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, before I even get into that, I want to address the whole guilt part because sometimes even the very guilt can stop us. Even if we have a simple technique, it's not going to work if we have the guilt. So I would invite anyone that feels guilt for taking time for themselves for attending to their dreams instead of their family, the following. If you are not feeling good about yourself, if you are at your worst, how are you for your family, right? Are you your best for your family? Are you able to love them? I'm pretty sure you're able to love them, but you're going to feel some sort of resentment, right? So you're not going to be at your best. And that's what we must remember. That's what we must remember. We first have to fill our cup up, right, before we can give to others. In terms of something simple that anybody can do, that's a tricky one for me. That's a tricky one for me. And I guess because I've been so used to now, it's been years that I take that time for myself. That's that's like automatic for me. That's a challenge one. That's a challenging one. I would dare to say, then do what makes you happy. Yeah, I love that. Do whatever makes you happy. Something simple, do whatever makes you happy. To me, spending time with me makes me happy. Like I need it. But I've been doing that now for so many years, like more than a decade, two decades. So it's automatic. Get yourself into the habit of doing something that you you love that makes you happy. I love that. Because our life is, is, is a matter of habits, basically. We are our habits. And sometimes it's even honoring like the inner niña in you. Yes. What were the things that you liked to do as a child? What were the things that you liked to do as a teenager that you'd no longer do that brought you a lot of joy that allowed you to feel creative and liberated and just, you know, on top of the world? Because when we're that age and we're doing things that we love, that's where we want to take our current version, right? But yeah, going back to the guilt, I think that, one of the biggest aha moments for me, especially after becoming a mom, because I, to your point, I think the guilt for me didn't really come around until I became a mom. Like that's when I really, it was loud, right? But I think that for me, it was also resentment with myself of making or like allowing myself to feel that when I knew 
and I had done the work, right? At this point, I had already been introduced to self-development. I had done some of the self-discovery work. I knew these tools were going to help me be a better mom and a more present mom. And now I feel like absolutely, even the simple way that I'm able to schedule out my week where Wednesdays, I call them Ezra days. That's my son's name. And those are the days where I just focus on activities for him. You know, whether it's in between his music and swim classes, we do doctor's appointments, we play, we go to the museum, whatever that is for us. So now it's like understanding that you know, the days that I'm working or the days that I'm doing the things that, you know, are filling my cup and I'm allowing myself to be in my own element, then I can now on those days that I'm with him, really focus in on him. So I love this, this, I'm glad that you wanted to get dig deeper because it's so important, especially for our, our amigas that are moms or that are taking care of family members so important to make that time for themselves. Oh, yeah. I want to share something because as I was listening to your story, it's interesting how our guilt comes the moment we have to take care of someone. So I want to share something here because the moment I became my mom's caretaker, that's when I started feeling guilt because I had my apartment in Atlanta. So I was splitting my time between Atlanta, Italy, and New York. And every time I had to go to Atlanta, it was getting harder and harder for me to leave. And that's because I felt guilt. I felt guilt for several different reasons. One, I didn't want to leave her by herself. Two, because I I felt guilty for living a life that she probably couldn't live. That's a whole different topic. The point is this. When we allow the guilt to continue, the guilt can make us make decisions that in the long run doesn't serve us, doesn't serve the person that we're taking care of. It can lead to resentment. And going back to the law of attraction, (laughs) I find it interesting how certain circumstances happen in life that kind of forces us to make certain decisions that had it not been because of the guilt, we would not make. So that's important for people to let that sink in because guilt Guilt does a number in our life that isn't, it just isn't good. Mm, that's so deep. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That realization of just, if we sit in that guilt for too long, then the decisions we're making will really hurt us in the long run. And you know what this really reminds me of is when we are, in that space of waiting, right? Waiting for the right time or waiting until we feel ready to take on this new project or that change, that transformation that we so long for in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that might be one of the things that has you in that space, the guilt. And it's so loud in first generation Latinas. I, I know that You said that's a whole different topic, but feeling guilty for the life that we live and the life that our parents live so, so deep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that alone can keep you stuck for any first. I'm first generation American born. Yeah. My parents are from Dominican Mm -hmm. Republic. And (laughs) 
if you sit in that guilt, oof, it will hold you back. It will hold you back so bad. And it will affect everything. It, it, it can affect your finances. It can affect your job. It can affect where you live. It can affect your love life. I mean, it can affect so many things. It can affect your health. And so this is why it's so important that we take that moment to really understand what we're feeling, where we're at. Are we happy with our life? Like, let's be very, very honest. Are we happy with our life, right? And if you're not, then why are you not happy? What are the decisions that you're making? And if those decisions that you're making that are not making you happy is based on some kind of guilt that you feel because of someone else, it is so important to remind yourself how do you feel when you're not at your best? I'm pretty sure you don't feel good. How do you treat others when you're not at your best? I'm pretty sure you don't treat them good. And people want to be treated good, right? People want to feel love from us. People want to feel happiness from us. The only way we could get to that point where we're giving all that to people is if we ensure that we're good, that we're living the way we want to live, right? So, so, so important. One of the things that I would do in the past, and this is when I was like deep in that toxic relationship with food and just like not taking care of my body, just binge eating and like all of these things. Um, I would email myself like, hey, this is how you're feeling right now. Like do anything you can so that you don't bring yourself back to this place. And I think that's like, I, I, I have, it's been a while from that, that I, I don't go back to that, but I think that it helped me for a while just to learn. And it's also important to write your, to yourself when you are feeling your best so that you can celebrate when you've done a great job. Right. But I wanted to share that because it reminded me of that times of, Hey, don't forget to remind yourself of the things that you, how you want to show up, right? And the way that you should be showing up for yourself. Yeah. Aura, this has been amazing. I want you to tell us a little bit more of where we can find you, how we can work with you, how can we connect with you? Yes. Well, you can go to www.auraemartinez.com. There you can listen to the podcast that I used to have. There you can see the courses, the programs I offer, join the email list. You can also follow me on Instagram, Aura Elena Martinez, Aura Elena Martinez, to say it in, you know, Latina style. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So pretty. Uh -huh. Facebook, Aura E. Martinez Coach. And you can also follow my YouTube account, Aura E. Martinez. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much again. This was such a healing conversation, even going back to some of the, you know, the tools and the things that really helped me in my own journey. And I'm, I hope you ladies listening get something out of this and just remember you can really bring these goals to life this year. And we're here to support you. Reach out to either of us if you have any questions. All of Aura's information will be linked on the show notes. Thank you again so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron Podcast. Keep on working to becoming the Mujeron of your dreams. 
Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep